Hello, this is Steve Fierro. My guest today is Bharati Karina Glanert, and she's a quite an interesting and incredible woman. She's lived in India, she has studied under yogis, and she's very spiritual. And we're going to have an impromptu conversation today. Uh, not sure where it's going to go, but one of the main things we're going to talk about is, I guess, who we are and what happens when we die. So, Bharati, can you just give a little bit about your background and who you are? Yes, so my name, as you said, is Bharati, and since like a little kid, I'm a little, little kid, I had um, experiences that other people not had so much, <laughs> but when I was a kid, I thought everybody had them, so for example, I saw people who passed away, so <laughs> I saw, you know, things <laughs> were on the other side, my grandma also had some abilities. My grandfather actually studied the books of um, Eric Kondinikin. So we actually, my, my father also, we had discussions about UFOs on the Christmas tree and about other dimensions. <laughs> so it was kind of normal. Wow. <laughs> and um, when I came to school, actually, I realized, oops, people are not like me and I felt very shy. I was a very shy kid and I never fit in. And I think I still don't fit in. <laughs> and um, anyhow, I'm dropped on this planet. I still try to find out who I am. I mean, that's all we are, we don't know, but somehow we are here, right? And um, so I'm very aware of multidimensional energies. And um, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out also some things. I don't have answers on all the things, but the awakening never stops as long as we actually in the human body, um, as long as we're always learning every day. And so thank you for inviting me and we'll see how, yeah. you know, how You're it leads welcome. us. <laughs> I always feel really comfortable when I hear your voice and you interviewed me and I don't know, I just, it's just something that I felt very calm in your presence. So I just, I've told you that. And I really mean that. So, I mean, the conversation today is, is really, there's a lot of people going through a lot of challenges right now. And um, uh, people are probably having highs and lows emotionally. But it, it, for someone who's had conversations like you mentioned at such a young age where, you know, you're talking about different dimensions with family members and stuff like that uh, before you're, you know, even 10 years old. I mean, that's, that's wild. So, um, I guess, you know, I always had the distinction. I, I didn't always, I, I grew into the distinction of spirituality after growing up Catholic that, you know, and questioning the, the Catholic religion, I just didn't, there were things that didn't resonate with me. You know, that there's a God and, you know, he's all powerful and it's a man and he's sort of like, okay, you're in, you know, you're out, you know, you had a Ferrari, you're cool. You know, you're in, you know, uh, you, you know, and it just never made sense to me. The whole thing just, it just didn't add up. So uh, the thing, the distinctions I came to were through reading and, and you know, maybe dialogue with people like you. And, uh, you know, the, one of the first things you start to realize is you're not your body and, you know, your body's temporary and who you are is infinite and it's eternal. And that's the soul aspect, the spiritual aspect. So, you know, with, but when you're here physically, it's hard to say, hey, you know, don't worry. You, you know, the, this is too very temporary. We're here to learn. And, 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 you know, you live, you know, you're eternal and there's all love where you go. And, and you know, so, you know, just, just keep moving. Everything's a lesson. Everything's a gift. I mean, do you feel that way here? <laughs> I have to say, 
No, I mean, um, I had times where I reached that level and it's very easy when we, when we are in a good place, right? When the illusion is supporting us, when the Maya, the matrix is giving us some candy, it's very easy to be there. And it's very easy to say that when, when the illusion gives you a lot of hardship, then the real test is coming. And that is the inner work. That's the shadow work. And I just see behind me, that was no um, intention, but I see my shadow. <laughs> So yeah. here, I'm doing yeah. shadow work all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hi, dear shadow. So, and yes, in the physical body, of course, we have a drive. You want to live. You want to be happy. It's normal. We have hormones in us. We have serotonin when we're happy. And if we if it taken for us, we are not happy. So, you know, it's very easy to say, but the body has a natural um, state of being driven to live, of course, and be happy. So um still there's a consciousness you know you can have both you can be in that and still also watch it and be aware of it and um but despair and pain is a very natural thing and i don't know i think there's a kind of a, a level of some spirituality which is not really coming from god which is you know, maybe invited by some other energies, which takes you away from your feelings, which tells you that it's not good to have feelings, <laughs> which tells you, you know, so many things are, you know, to um, not listen to your heart, for example, or not listen to your intuition and to always go the easy way. And it's not always the easy way of what's being right. Yeah. yeah. And um, so the real spiritual way is tough so i know some yogis who um you know really on the real spiritual path and that goes really intensely you working with your attachments you're working with your desires you're working with everything you you have your demons in you you're fighting your own demons and you're fighting mm -hmm. also the demons from the outside so yeah. and uh, let's make it clear this is a very tough planet we are on Yes. This yeah. is not kindergarten here. No, no. Well, also, you know, I believe in reincarnation or that we've had many, many lives. I believe in galactic lives as well as earthy lives. So, I mean, who knows? But the thing is, you know, you talked about pain and stuff. So every incarnation, I guess, we just have so much uh, trauma, you could call it, that's in the DNA and that is um, holding us back or, you know, causing a program to be run or a ritual to be run that we're at the mercy of. And I mean, I guess, you know, there's a, there's this whole idea that we design our lives and we come down here, you know, and there's contracts and there's agreements and, and stuff like that. So, but do we come down here knowing it's going to be a shit show of pain and suffering? Um, uh, I think, you know, let me tell that there's a very good thing what you say with the DNA. What First, I want to say that there's a lot of, um, like Laura Eisenhower is calling it junk DNA. Okay, there's a lot of, um, I don't understand fully yet what she means by that, but, uh, but in my awareness, what I think is that exactly that, the pain which is giving us from all the lifetimes of experience. So see, if you, if you do trauma work, like I had right now a psychologist in the darkness retreat, who, so it's a very good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, he actually said, you know, Bharati, there is nobody when I'm doing sessions with people who is not really realizing at some time that, that, 
you know, there's always somebody in the family who got traumatized by war or by something that happened um, from the outside to them and give, mm -hmm. and that is traveled, you know, that we know that right now in the Indian tradition, they say 21 generations, can you imagine 21 generations, pain is traveling. So, <laughs> so we cannot imagine um, to live on a planet without pain because this is normal for us. The war is normal for us. Somehow we are brainwashed into, um, okay, we are living in a world where there is pain and there's hatreds and there's all that things. So somehow that's in our belief system and our DNA, right? And um, that is a collective heartbreak. And the point is if we don't hear that collective heartbreak, <laughs> how is it possible for us as, you know, as a human society to lift up? So there are energies feeding on that. There are energies who are doing parties when they won a war, right? This is unbelievable for us human beings because we are, the human beings are so attacked also one part because we're very innocent beings. For some of those beings, we are like animals, but for other beings, other light, light beings, we are also seen as a very powerful race, but we don't know that. And we can only be powerful if we heal our heart. So you can imagine why the attack on the heart chakra is so strong, mm. right? In a collective, yeah. not just in our personal life. So we are more than that. Of course, we are all more than that, no matter what karma we have, what we are, many of us are tricked in here. Many of us don't even have to come here. You know, there are so many ways why we are here. Yes. Some are coming because we are so crazy to think we can help you, right? Yeah. <laughs> we might come from another dimension we like oh I'm yeah i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna make change <laughs> yeah so maybe we do that um but we yeah. underestimated what the price is for that right yeah yeah so um you know and the point is it's 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 so you know it, it, it's so it's so powerful this, this planet is so powerful you know in this level of heartbreak and, and energy that it easily can trap you into thousands of years of reincarnation again. I mean, the Indian tradition, I lived 10 years in India, and they always talk about that, that, uh, that you know, even to have the wish, even to have the wish to step off this Maya, to step out this matrix. Mm -hmm. um, they say in the very old scriptures, the soul needed a minimum of thousand lifetimes here, normally. Yeah, I, I only, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, that is amazing, you know, not, not all of us are here since thousands of lifetimes. Are we also there are many people who come from different places, yeah. but the normal soul who here is incarnated needs thousands of years, 1000 years to even have the wish to step out. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, also, you know, what you mentioned was we're naive, we're good beings, you know, humans are, are good hearted and they, you know, we come in here uh, as a soul that occupies a body and we, we're, we're, I guess we come here with amnesia. We're, you know, we're like a men in black, our, our minds are wiped. So we don't have any recollection of past lives for most of us don't, or what pain we're, is holding us back. Um, but we're also in a world that as soon as we're born, we're, everyone has this similar indoctrinated belief system of, you know, right, wrong, success, failure, um, good, bad, 
um, you know, um, and so, like you said, it's how do you, we come here with not remembering who we are and we're in this human, very human experience. And the idea is sort of to self-realize, but nothing is really, everything that we're experiencing here is all about sort of um, limiting us and, and keeping us um, from self-realization. So we have that going against us. So I guess what, I'm, what I want to go with is, um, I mean, in some respects in line with that, I feel like almost the whole, you know, idea that maybe the goal of being human is to become self-realized or wake up to who we really are, not the body, so we can get out of here. Yes or no? I mean, is there... You got a very powerful point. There is a level of enlightenment where you actually start to understand that we can have happy moments. We all have happy moments in life, right? And um, yeah, but, you know, see, we only know that level. Most of the people only know that level, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very mm -hmm. lucky that I have few other experiences. I mean, I wish I could have more of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, mm. it's, uh, you know, that is what you should pray for, to get, uh, uh, you know, to experience your multidimensional being once you open that up. Yeah? yeah. Your pain here becomes on ease. You cannot yeah. find a solution in, in this Maya, right? Mm. Um, for what you're feeling so deeply in the soul yeah? yeah but same time there are some rules when we realize that it's you know nobody's helped if, if we sit in depression in the corner and cry every day even so in spiritual experiences you might have times like that where you wake up to shit okay mm. <laughs> um, but you know there is a level once you know there's a goddess grace coming in and this love and this light and that it's nothing like braveness or something. It's it's just like a it's like a like a mother like a mother's love. It's just unconditional. It just comes to you, mm -hmm. and that's why spirituality is so important, especially in times like that. Because now, also, when you asked me before that, you know, when the light will win, how it will look. Um, it, it will be intense for, for many, many people, right? And um, see, when we have that connection to the divine, mm. there is um, there's always something we have others don't have, right? And um, that is the time now to get that because that will also decide uh, if you have that connection or not on which, which decisions you do for mm -hmm. your soul in the yes. future times to come. Yes, yes, I see. Well, basically, we're sovereign beings as long as we choose to be, mental, even mentally, even if we have shackles on. Uh, it's a mental decision by our decisions that we declare our sovereignty as a soul. Um, and that's, well, I think we'll touch on that, but I wanted to, on the topic of coming here sort of um, 
wiped, you know, amnesia. We occupy this physical body. We're in a human experience of competition and duality and contrast. And we get beliefs from our teachers, our parents. We sort of, uh, we, you know, however, however my mother cooked the turkey is probably how, or, you know, however, you know, you, you cook the turkey the way your mother cooked it. It's like everything gets passed on and it's hard to change and break out of that. So upon death, does our belief system not only carry over into the death experience, but does it dictate what happens when we die? Yeah. And that is a big thing, you know, you can have a full as illusions here <laughs> and you can, and there's even a false light. If you go in that, you just like, again, sitting here with your diapers on again. And again, you go here. So the, and, while, while we're on that, while you mentioned that, so, and we don't have to make this show that much on that, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, break this down, simplify it in the way I would understand it, that if you're someone who's very human and doesn't, and thinks you're your body your entire life, which is natural, you know, I'm Steve, I'm a banker or whatever, and I do this and I do that, and I'm good at this and I'm good at that, and I'm human, and that's all there is. And then, and I respond to authority and whatever I'm told I do like a good person. And that's sort of my training from being a kid in school to, you know, listen to a doctor with a white coat and listen to the policeman with the uniform on and, you know, listen to the science experts who are at an institution that is an authority and whatever they say you listen to. Um, and then when I die, um, and I'm probably more subject if I was responsive to authority as a human to be responsive to authority, perhaps in the astral, if it exists. Yes, one part. Um, that's true. Um, yes, uh, there are some souls still, even there seem to be an illusion, but they are so good souls that uh, the divine itself will take care of them. So okay. it's not just our work only, mm -hmm. you know, there are some karmic laws and um, that is always what the negative side is trying to tell us that there are no karmic laws, but there are. Yeah. And once you have a certain soul vibration, you just don't frequency on this. If you if you learned enough on this on this, you have a chance. You have a chance to come off here. Yeah. So it's weird. Like I'm not religious, but if you if you want to, you know, Jesus is obviously a very popular character, and people are, even if you're, you know, any religion, you know that the basic saying of Jesus was, "Look within, know thyself," and. In a sense, I look at it like he was saying, if, if the whole experience was real, like he was saying, stop being human, stop being so absorbed as a human and look inside because that's the only way out of here. Yeah. In a sense. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know there's also a false Jesus and, um, you know, there, there's so much manipulation. And, mm. um, but for sure, you know, no matter what the story created or, um, for sure, there's the, the light, let's say like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. 100%. Yeah. There's well, the, the light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the story where you're supposed to get salvation through somebody else, I'm not a, that's not something I gravitate to. But yeah. to stay on topic where we're talking about sort of, you know, who you are in this life as a human and how, how what your belief system is and what you think life is and what you, who you think you are, 
um, sort of carries over into maybe the astral experience or to the other side. Um, I guess, uh, which it kind of brings me to the, I maybe have already said it, but it kind of brings me to the thing where it's like, the more, the more you stay transfixed on the human experience, the more you're, you're tending to repeat and come back because you're yeah, not going to get yeah, out of yeah, the loop. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> and um, that's the thing, you know, I mean, many people don't even want to go out. I had a discussion with some friends recently and some of them really want to go out. They're just like, we're already, you know, making appointments with each other. If somebody goes, we, what signs we do. I already yeah. have some friends taken over, passed over, and they already give signs to me. Do they really? Yeah. I have a very good friend. Um, he was, uh, a he helped me a lot. He was uh, 70 when he died. He and his wife helped me a lot on my journey, also financially, that I could stay in India. Oh, and wow. he was a very, very spiritual soul, Hermann. I called him my spiritual father. Wow. And before he died, he came to my seminar house and uh, he actually talked to me and he gave me some books about certain subjects and he said, uh, I should read that. And, and you know, if he's over, he tries to make contact, but he might, might be very difficult. He will see, I can feel it's difficult, you know. But okay. um, yeah, he, and actually also I had other experiences as well, especially recently from my aunt and you know there you know that is our team over there and um this is very powerful you know if you have if you get awareness over that it's very beautiful because we uh, lose one part i mean it's very human to have fear of death but one part you have a little bit more of the bridge there yeah and uh, sometimes they can give you even informations. I mean, this is how they work also with um, yogis a lot and sadhus and also with the negative magic side. They're working a lot with spirits who give them information. They're using, they're misusing the spirits. The light side would not misusing it. Mm -hmm. um, the light side is working differently. Um, mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you're on the light side, they're coming in certain times and, and just giving you information. And you're like, whoa, what? Mm. <laughs> And <laughs> that's cool. So there, there are certain things going on. Yeah, yeah. So do you? I mean, I have a lot of questions. Like, I, I also want to get the one thing I guess I'll ask while we're sort of on the topic of when you cross over, is, I mean, we're we all have this spark of divinity in us, is, is how I see it. Um, yeah. However much we realize it, I'm not sure. There's a theory that we're so we we're so uh, attached to this human experience and we've been doing it so long that we've forgotten about our divinity and, yeah. and, um, that we're connected, you know, like the string of, we're a fractal of source and it, there's the connections there, whether we like it or not. So given that when we cross over, when we die, okay, if I say cross over, that means when we die, um, we leave our bodies. I mean, what, what do you think happens? Like, is it, is there love? Is there dark alleys? Are there, you know, I'm just, I know for maybe for everyone isn't, but I, I would think that there's, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you, you just completed a really tough assignment. Welcome back. Um, there's different levels of the astral where your body's still very etheric and, and it's, you can have, maybe you could show up as, as Steve, I could show up as Charlie or, or maybe another past life. But then I, I assume as you become more, um, uh, I guess, elevated, in your vibration that you start to lose the, even the human aspect or the body aspect. So 
But it, when we die, the, you know, the big question used to be, what happens when we die? Because no one knows. But what do you, what do you think happens in general? Is it a beautiful experience? Is it confusing? Is it, you know, are there people to help? Or, you know, what is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had, you know, even three years from, from now before, I had a very different view on what I have now. I mean, pff, this awakening never stops. And um, I had the good luck, let's say like that, and I really recommend that to lose the fear of death. There's a very good book. It's called The Seven Good Ways of Dying from Dorothea, I forgot her last name, Seven Good Ways of Dying. So okay. please Google it up. It's it's really, really good book. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, I never had fear of seeing somebody die. So I came across some souls who died and I had them holding their hand by the process or saw them a few hours later. So How I old were my, you when this happened? Um, first time I was three or four. It was my grandma. Then, I mean, it was very, you know, see, when you see dead people as a child, yeah. <laughs> you have a, a naturally a very a, a different view of things. And, and actually, I thought everybody saw that. For me, it's yeah. like, if you said well, it's let me Let me make a distinction, too. When people, people, some people will think, well, when you're three, how could you know anything? It's not, the soul is not three. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the body is three. So the you're, you're not connecting, you're connecting with your dead grandmother on a soul level, not a baby, yep. not a three-year-old baby level, right? So, no, 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 no. Yeah, so, yes. so explain. So she showed up, your grandmother showed up and... No, um, she was very uh, sick. She had a cancer and I actually had long time, no memory on it. And then suddenly the memory came back and I started to remember how I was standing next to her and how it made me feel and that I knew that her body is done <laughs> and she will cross over and that there was no fear of it it was just love and I felt very good and and then the biggest experience I personally had was when my grandma went away because uh, she was very near and dear to me uh, very very near and dear she's one of the dearest souls I ever had in my life and um, we are like kind of so strong mm -hmm. together so mm -hmm. when she died um um, actually, I spent a lot of time the day, I think the next day when she died, uh, sitting next to her body, mm -hmm. I think for almost two, three hours. <laughs> oh, wow. How old were you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think 19. 19. 20. This is your grandmother? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe I was a little older. Okay. Something like Roughly that. Roughly 19, yeah. And um, that, I think I was 20 or 21 already. Um, I'm very bad at numbers. It doesn't. Life. I mean, roughly, like, were you roughly five? Like that. You, you know, yeah. So. Yeah. And the thing was, you know, there, it was so hard for the mind to understand that the body is gone. It's so hard. And um, when you sit next to somebody you love and you meditate and you're sending love, you can feel there is a presence um, of her soul. And um, later only, I learned in India that the soul is really entering, re-entering the body until nine days after death. <laughs> okay. So that's why, you know, even if you die, you might be able to hear even in your physical body for three more days. That's why we <laughs> oh, say shit. you should be careful what you're saying next to a dead body. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, and um, then the next thing was when my father died. 
that was a really miracle thing because he had a brain cancer. He had a cancer in his lungs and later in his brain. And the, I, you know, that's why I came back from India later because okay. I felt, I, I saw that that will happen. And mm-hmm. uh, um, in a diagnosis retreat I did, he appeared in front of me and he said soon he will have a, uh, you know, he will have a diagnose and I should be not afraid. And okay. he didn't even know at the time that he has a cancer. Then he appeared. Wow. In so who told of, you, who told you he has a, di- you know, who said he, your dad has a diagnosis of. He himself, his soul appeared in the diagnosis retreat and told me. Wow. Okay. The diagnosis came a few men, a few weeks later with okay. the x-ray. Okay. That's why I stayed in Germany because I felt, okay, now it's not the time to be in India, happy, happy, meditating under the tree, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a duty to be in the family and help my mother and stuff. Gotcha. And yeah, actually the doctor said he has one more month to live and he lived over one year. And that was a really miracle thing because they told the doctors told he will have a lot of pain. And I called some yogis in India and I said, you know what, now I really need your help. I don't want my father to have pain. I pray that he's not like choking, you know. I want him to have a peaceful death. And one yogi I know very closely, he said, it's done. So he gave me a yantra. And, you know, the doctor couldn't believe it until the end of his day. He gave me his 24-hour emergency call number. He said, your father will have so much pain. You know, no matter what it is, we make him so that he gets more fumes that he doesn't have pain. Until the last day, he didn't have pain. And he just went to sleep. And the last words he said to me on the phone is like, now everything is okay. Everything will be good. And he smiled and he went. Then I went with the train to see him. I said to my mother, don't take him away. Leave him in his bed. And he looked so peaceful. And I saw his soul. I saw his vibration over his body and it was glittering. And wow. three amazing. days later, that glittering was gone. Huh. And I knew his soul was gone. And I said to my mother, now is the time we can ask them to bring him out. Wow. Wow. So two things with that. What did you do with the mantra to keep your dad's pain zero? Like, did this is something you kept repeating? Was it something that you prayed? Yeah, yeah I, I prayed and repeated it. And I gave mm-hmm. some energy object to him. He didn't believe that. So I just gave it to him. He said, you know oh. what? Just do me the favor. Just keep it. No matter wow. What. So, and then af- since he's, you know, since that time, uh, have you had any connection with him? Does he show up? Yeah, he was very busy in life. <laughs> he was very busy in life. And he kept up like that sometimes and said, oh, I, I, I am so busy, but uh, I have a letter for you. <laughs> you can read it, but I, I have to work. And then he wow. left me a letter oh, and sweet. I read it. And yeah, things like that. Wow. All right. So given that, the, the, the thing I'm, that came to mind is, so who, what, happ- who, what happens what do we do on the other side? Who are we? What's our, do we have bodies? Do we, what do we do? Like, is, you know, yeah. are we, are we individuals? You know, do we, do we, do we have feelings of hate? I mean, is it possible to hate on the other, you know, that kind of stuff? Sure. I'm sorry. I, I lost my own point. <laughs> um, so 
that was many years ago when my father died. And mm -hmm. then I had another experience. I want to tell you that. And then I tell you my conclusion of it. Um, a very, very best friend of mine um, who also took care of my daughter a lot and uh, helped me so much in my household. Um, her name is Andrea. <sighs> Two years ago, got diagnosed with cancer. And um, I just had a feeling that will be not going well. Uh, she was very overweight and she, in I think half a year or something, she didn't make it. So before uh, she left her body, I'm in close contact with her mother too. And I called Karin, her mother, and she said, you know, Andrea gets that weird dreams. She sees the aliens, she sees grace, she sees uh, forces who want to take her into the dark side. And, and that was yeah. not cool, okay? And um, we have to understand that we are not alone. There are many different beings, there are many different energies and some energies who think they control the universe. Um, and anyhow, I think two weeks after the dream, she passed away. So I started to pray a lot for her. And then after a few days after she died, <laughs> she gave me a sign in a dream. She came and uh, she was sitting in a beautiful train. And she said, thank you, you changed my train. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for you. So you changed my train and I'm on another train. <laughs> I have good food. I have good things, but I have to drive away because if I stay here, I have to come back. And, um, but I see you in another place and thank you so much. And I know she is free and happy. So, so what do you think her experience is life on, like on the other side? What's she doing? Can she hear, you know, can she, <clears throat> does she have a life over there? What do we, you know, yeah. do we, what do we, like, what happens when we're out of the body? It's our natural state, basically, right? Because bodies are temporary. Absolutely. She comes sometimes in my dreams and she actually gives me a very funny business advice, which I didn't follow <laughs> because I said that is so strange. She told me a year ago, I'm, and I'm not, I'm so bad in this business stuff, but she told me there will be something like some, um, uh, something where you do, uh, I'm not in bakery, she was in bakery, and there is something you design the, uh, the, the you know, how you say, uh, the cakes, Yeah. Uh, really good designs, and that will be uh, coming out soon, and people will do a lot of money with that, and then that same <laughs> thing, actually, one month later, I saw in a store, in an online store the first time, and I saw wow. somebody put a patent on it, I was like, what? Oh, God, maybe that's funny. <laughs> So of course they, they they will you know and she's in her own on her you know yeah. that's the thing you know I think she's baking cakes and she's in her own stuff I yeah. think there are different levels and there's not just that we are all get enlightened fully and that we get yeah. back to the light yeah. there are many different dimensions and we have mm. to um, see you know there's a guru who told me about twenty one dimensions so if we talk to even go in the fifth dimensions. I don't even know if this is trap two. 
I mean, I want to go into the light. I don't want to be stuck in yeah. any but any if, dimension. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you go thing. back into the light, you're you know, every aspect of your humanity and every life you had is gone, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, and I'm I'm happy to. I, I would yeah. love a merge with the light. I, I yeah. would love I'm to. like that a lot too. You know. Yeah. You know something. So I wanted to get into. This has always been a conundrum of mine because as you get into spirituality and you're you're, you know, you're stepping away from religion and you're, you're realizing you're not just your body and your body's temporary and who you really are is not the, the guy who is a banker or an accountant or a doctor. That's just a label and an identity. I start to think, okay, well, there's, then there's that aspect that, you know, everything's forgiven because on a, from a source or a spiritual stance, everything's in divine order. So I, I said, okay, well then does someone come here? What happens to a girl who's raped when she's five years old? Is this forgiven? Is it something she charted and contracted before she came into the body? I mean, these are the questions I can't answer. Do you have any, do you have any, um, you know, ideas on what's going on? I know there's a whole idea we can be tricked into lives of pain and suffering. We don't really, we could maybe go there later, but let's just, is, my general question is, do we sign up for what we experience here? Do, you know, is our lives charted and did we sign the, you know, on the bottom line and say, okay, I'm going to go and have cancer. I'm going to get raped when I'm five. I'm just being graphic because I'm trying to figure out is the guy who raped her maybe in a past life, was he raped by her, you know, and this is karma working itself out or no, this is never good. I don't know. Is, this, is, there, is it all forgiven because it's all part of the plan? It's a very beautiful question. You know, I have a very, uh, a very interesting daughter. And she remembers where she comes from. She just told me and my friend, uh, my friend and me, I always say around yesterday, she tells me since a year. Uh, I tell you what she told me. She said she remembers that she said, oh, I want to go to Earth. And she also told me, now with what she sees here, everybody's lying and she doesn't like the energy and she would not choose it again. And, but she's a happy girl. She doesn't have any depression. I mean, I, she's my guru right now, you know? That's I mean, so she is awesome. aware, but she is every okay. time in the moment and How she's she? laughing. She's six now. Okay. And this is amazing, you know? She is like, um, and <laughs> she... Actually, she said there are cabinets. There were a cabinet, a wooden cabinet. And in that wooden cabinet, there were arms hanging. And that arms are frequencies of different mothers. <laughs> so, and she felt that frequency and somebody wanted to grab her. And she's like, no, no, no. She freed herself and then she grabbed mine. And <laughs> this is how she chose me. And in that cabinet, she could choose how she wants to look at and what she wants to do and certain things she could choose. So you're saying um, as a soul, as a soul, she chose your life. Yeah. Okay, so go on. Yeah. Somebody else wanted to grab her and she's like, no, no, this girl, this energy is not good. I want to. And she tells me that story since one year over and over and over again. If you make it up in a, in a crazy mind, you're not telling as a six-year-old. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not telling the story yeah. the same way, exactly yeah. the same way over well, again. You also know when a kid talks, if it's just a story or if it's something genuine. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that fits uh, because I remember the night I conceived her. I knew that I uh, might get a baby girl. 
and I knew that uh, I have the choice to say yes to it or if I take some high dosages of vitamin C because then the egg cannot stay. I knew that. I was very aware. I had that connection from the, from the moment. You're, what you're saying, if you took a lot of vitamin C, you could have aborted the baby? Is it, is Not it? aborted. It just cannot, it cannot stick. It cannot, okay. you know, if you the okay. semen cannot just, there are some tricks. I see. I see. <laughs> and, I, and I remember that evening thinking, should I take some high dosage of vitamin C and, or not? And I just said, I just felt no. And I knew that will be a girl. Okay. So we we are we are you know connected. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Anyhow, I, I still I was under shock. My mind was still one month later when I got oh my god I'm really pregnant. I freaked out completely because <laughs> <That's> like, <awesome. laughs> my, my that, human mind. Is yeah, like, that would be you know that's a huge thing for a woman. I can only imagine. I'm not a woman, but you know that's you know yeah. what the fuck. So. And, and also, uh, you know, my, my, my mind is not able to comprehend all my spiritual experiences I have. I want to say that too. So many people think because I have that spiritual experiences, I'm now, there's a mind, uh, enlightened mind. No, my ego is mm -hmm. so strong. My personality. Yeah. You tell, so you say many. that all the time. Like you're like, you know, you're, I've seen you really pissed off. So, I mean, I oh, know yes. like, you know, yeah. But so, all right. So getting back to my question, someone, a girl, I'm just using this hypothetical story because i'm trying to portray something that's really bad that happens you know is is there does the does the guy who committed the rape does he take responsibility and it's forgiven in heaven did they sign up to do have this experience on earth before they incarnated like you know do so i know about soul contracts and that supposedly everything's contracted and but we have free will and that can change so how does it work if someone's murdered or tortured like is is that part of the plan? It's a very good question. And I think there's no one answer to it. Yeah. See, let me tell, finish that with, with, uh, with my daughter. And okay, then I tell sorry, you one sorry. experience. Yep. No, okay. but it's a very, very good question. Okay. Because I asked her also, did you sign up for something which might hurt you? And she said, no. And she said, if something hurts me, God will see and damage them 10 times more. So she is, she has that energy. She is so fright. Uh, she has no wow. fear. She is so brave. As I said, she's my guru. I can learn from her. So anyhow, that's her soul. I don't mm. know about other souls, but I know a friend of mine who lives in Cyprus, very good friend of mine, Stefan. He actually um, told me about a book about the soul contract and he says, you know, there are sometimes souls who signing up for suffering, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, to um, learn something or to pay off some karma, I don't know. But what I also heard that the real light, that there is no karma in the real light. If you really ask forgiveness, you know, and you can feel it if you meditate, even if you're pissed off, if I meditate again, I cannot have it. I love everybody again. This is just <laughs> the nature of the light, right? I mean, you, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, that's a problem also, you know, because, you know, you cannot stay angry. So yeah. well, sometimes it's healthy to stay angry, right? Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, I, you know. I think it's uh, bad to bottle up your anger, so. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but so my, but my point is there's a, there's that whole theory that we design our lives before we come in sometimes million, you know, a million, there's no time in eternity, right? Time's a, an, an illusion, essentially a, a thing to create physicality is the whole essence of time because it doesn't really exist because if, if, you know, if we, if we're eternal, then there's, then there's no time with forever. But so, but the, my question again is, is, you know, do we design lives that have, 
certain experiences like this and, and they're part of it and they look awful, but it, it, it was something that was agreed to. Absolutely. And I think even doing the life, I think more it's like that, that we have the choices in the life too. See, in my life, for example, I once was, you know, somebody wanted to marry me and I felt, no, I don't want to do that. And then I went to India and in the Nadis, mm -hmm. I had all of a sudden two Nadi books too. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's weird. Normally that doesn't happen. Did you not marry at that age? <laughs> I think it was 24. Mm -hmm. And I was so terrified of doing the wrong move. And so I was running away. I was going to <laughs> India. And uh, he, I mean, we're still friends. Um, I just was terrified to marry so young. It's too yeah. scary, yeah. And I, 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 somehow I knew it might be a trap. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> I did that well, later. I mean, I think marriage is a trap no matter what, but that's another, <laughs> that's another podcast. That's another podcast. Yeah. Anyhow, it's not for everybody a trap. They have their couples and no, stuff together no. nicely, but I don't know. No, they are. They are. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I so, mean, so, yeah. Yeah. Because so, so this, this thing I keep bringing up is because I, is karma real? Do we, if, if I kill someone in this life, do I have to work that out over, the next hundred lives or, yeah, see, or is, there, is it forgive, you know but can you i believe you can bypass karma by realizing yourself and really accepting the light and and you know working like i believe there's a way to get out of here and bypass it all if you become almost self-realized but i guess the whole question i'm having is you know is, is, is there's a part there's stuff i've sort of come to read or understand that at a higher level, it's understood. It's just, it's not like you murderer, like you're not a murderer in heaven. It was something that was needed or I don't, you know, so I'm trying to figure out if this stuff's planned or it's part of, of the experience or it's not supposed to happen or there's a price to pay and you have to, you know, or at a higher level, it's just all in divine perfection. I think there are many levels to it. And I think what you try to do is to put your finger on one thing. And I think what I try to say here is that there are many levels to it, right? Okay. And that one part, yes, you have to pay a certain amount of karma. And in spirituality, we say, if you do sadhana, if you do good work, if you do really good deeds, that's why the real spiritual path is really, really difficult. Yeah. If you really do it, if you do the right things, at the end, you only have to pay one or 2% of your karma, right? But a normal soul might have to pay 80% of the karma. I see. I see. So it depends, you know, of how, yeah. how far you work on yourself and how far you're taking responsibility for your actions. And, mm -hmm. and you might have to pay certain things back in this lifetime. And especially those souls who want to have moksha, who want to get free, they might have a super unfair life, it seems on the outside. If you see on the outside, it seems, but it's mm. not right mm, yeah. it seems on the outside but it's not if you see the life of uh, shirdi said baba of the real powerful saints not not the fake saints the real ones not the yeah. big speaker gurus it's the real ones the real ones mm. if you see their lives they are complete unfair you know yeah. he was sleeping in front of shirdi for i think 10 years on a stone and people don't realize who he was and you know yeah, uh, and crazy. his master told him to sleep yeah. on a brick because mm. the energy will come to him and yeah. he just did what his master said he didn't understood it's it he just crazy. did it anyway right yeah so it's not easy peasy you know the yeah. real way is not easy yeah peasy. 
It's also, I've heard the English language can't really describe what the astral, what, what, who we are and what, what life is like on the other side. And then I've, I had a reading with um, the guy who can read the Akashic records and he's very, very, he's amazing. Like when he did, before we engaged, he said, wait a second, let me, let me make this safe. And like the, it was online and he put this bubble of protection over us and like the microphone all of a sudden like went really low. It was like wild. But he told, I asked him, I said, I, you know, I have a lot of friends who died in the towers on 9-11 who were murdered, not, they didn't die. They were murdered by um, the elites. But at any rate, I asked him, I said, I don't get it. I said, you know, some of my friends in that, in the, who died that day had amazing families. Like, you know, some, one guy had six kids. He was the coolest, happiest. I mean, this guy lit up a room. There was, everything was good, you know, like, come on, look, you know. So I said, I don't get it. Why would he, like, did he choose to be in the towers that day? And he said, yes. I said, it doesn't make sense. Who would ever, who would ever agree to have this experience? He said, he said, because you don't understand on a higher level, you were talking about levels, it's, it was needed or it was, it was what was needed for the, the progression of, of earth and, and I guess maybe our, our collective progression. So I don't understand exactly what, what, essentially what he said was at a higher level, it's looked at differently and the person that agreed to be in the towers that day, um, saw it as they didn't see it the way a human sees it as right, wrong, terrible. I, I, but I can't see it as anything but awful, you know? Yeah, that's our human level can only see it awful. And also I, I have a question on that too, because um, that was a sacrifice from the elites. And um, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure, you know, how much that is um, actually. Um, they were probably duped into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a ritual. But we don't. Most people probably won't get that. But um, but the thing is, even even if it wasn't, the thing is, would would a, would a soul ever say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I, I have six kids, my life's awesome, and I'm I'm going to go to work one day and have the building collapse. I mean, would they agree to that on the other side before they incarnate? And that he made it seem like yes, like it. He made it seem like we agree to freaking everything, at a higher level. My point is that when I went to India and I had these two Nadi readings in front of me, and even now in my life, I have mm -hmm. the same situation. I have a feeling I have many <laughs> ways I could go right now. And, uh, you know, you, you are given choices. You are not, you know, you are given choices if you really take aware, if you're really aware of it. You know, if you really go in silence, you can see the universe is giving you signs. You also know, you asked me before, what will happen, what will happen to me. And you know it. Mm, so, true. and if you really, if you really know it, why you don't take action on it as you should do. That's true. Yeah. And also, so, so that's maybe, point. maybe he, maybe there was a chance for him to not go to work that day, but he didn't, you know, he, he still went, but it was like a whisper, like, you know, yeah. I'm not feeling well, or I'm going to stay home with the kids today or yeah. Wow. Man, you know, this, because the whole thing with soul contracts is, you know, what I understand is like, you know, everything's a contract, but that, what, what that whole thing reminds me of is the whole matrix of domination and control on earth. So it's like, you know, is this whole experience of humanity sort of 
over here, its source is over there. We're so far away, the strand's still connected, but it's like, you know, we don't, the light is basically just shining through and the darkness really has a grip on this whole experience. Even, even, the, even the reincarnation grid. See, only if you choose the dark side. Yeah, okay. You have, to, you have to agree to give them the power over you, right? Yeah. So that's why there's a free will. And even yeah. if you did that, even that, you know, you have a choice to, to do another thing. There's this beautiful story of, I always uh, forget names. I'm very bad at names and numbers. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think his name mm -hmm. is Milipra. Um, Milupra, he was, a, you know, he was a black magician. Okay. And he was so powerful and he was so powerful. And then he realized, oh, shit, that stuff creates really karma. Okay. But now I did all this bad stuff. He was in a Buddhist tradition and he was very, very powerful. So, but, ha okay. Uh, but he had some realization <laughs> mm -hmm. that the, the negative side is, uh, will hold him back his soul here. Somehow he got to the realization and he's like, okay, let me change that. Normally you cannot change that in one lifetime. Normally it takes hundreds of lifetimes to wash out that karma. By the grace of God, he washed it out in one lifetime and he, he became a saint. But he was, he took control. He yeah. made the decision. And that is, that is what every soul has. And that is, a, that is what the dark side tries to tell you that you don't have that. Or is trying to tell you if you do that, you're losing everything or, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> what can you more lose than your soul? Well, you, apparently, I mean, you, uh, well, I know you're going to say, no, you can. But I mean, I always thought your soul is unbreakable and that you can't be any, you know, but you're saying. There's a level, there's a level of even souls can, went too far and they, uh, they can be eliminated because it's too dark. I mean, yeah. Uh, first, it, yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard that. I've also heard that if. I mean, look, what, what do I know? It's just an idea. It's just something I read, but it's like, you know, I've heard that souls who are just so hooked on the human experience, not realizing that they're basically infinite beings, you know, that they're, like you said, that window, that opportunity, if they miss that opportunity to connect back with source, they may never get back. You know? Absolutely. And that is what is played out right now. And um, that is what, that is what I think that's why some of the crazy light workers came down and had this crazy idea to each soul counts to try to wake up. And then we underestimated what that really means. And um, because, you know, the dark would never let go of that and would also never let go of the people who work for them because they are under contract. And um, the thing is, you know, there's a beautiful story. I want to tell that. Uh, okay. One time, you know, two people died. One is a pastor in a church and a prostitute. Okay. And that pastor in a church, he's like going to heaven and he's like, <laughs> hey, now I'm in heaven, right? And then, uh, you know, God is not letting him in. He said, no, you, you, you always thought on what the prostitute did. The prostitute goes to heaven because she had to do the dirty things, but she had to do it, but she was always thinking on God. Wow. So it is not what you play out in life. It is what is in your heart, Holy right? Wow. God sees that what is in your heart and in your soul. And um, see, I had experiences, spiritual experiences and out-of-body experiences. 
which I wish when I'm pissed off and I'm angry when I'm sad when I'm afraid to have them all the time but in mm -hmm. human experience I don't have them all the time but I had them where I saw this love and this connection it's not human as it's so much more and there's this fake light what certain energies want to have us and trap us to and they work a lot of manipulation and fear in this matrix and then there's this real thing and and then there's even one more thing. I'm not really 100% sure of it. <laughs> and <that's... laughs> okay. and now, now it gets really freaky. Mm -hmm. there, there are some scientists, you know, who absolutely believe that this matrix is really a game, that we are really in a, that we are really... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you heard that. In a that. simulation. Yeah. And that would make sense because I heard that some really rich people also actually from the dark side now, I just read it a few days ago, mm -hmm, I said, mm -hmm. yeah, way to go, that they're giving <laughs> in money to the light side to, to expose that shit. No into way. To, yeah. And the, Come no, on, a Rothschild or a Rockefeller? I don't know. I don't know. That's what's crazy, going on man. There. I don't know what's going on there. I have to research that. But, you know, I think with the unconditional love, we we don't know what what doors we could open in the hearts and the souls of people we don't know yeah well there's a theory that the dark and i guess we're sort of talking like everyone knows what we're talking about but i guess what to simplify it i'll say that let's just say that there's light and dark and maybe the dark is um has a slight control grip on humanity a lot of wars a lot of um pain a lot of suffering and uh, you know, the world's not organically like this in my eyes. So, um, you know, there's, uh, I guess there's a theory that the dark has gone so far that they are doing everything they can to keep it dark because they, they either can't face the light because they can't go back or it's their, the end of their essence, if they have an essence, or the fact is they're losing control of their, of their power and control because the light's rising, which is natural. But the, the point I'm making is they're so dark that they, they, they'll do anything not to have to sort of come clean with yeah, the yeah, light. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's an illusion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if if uh, um, I'm so sorry if was for people who know that name if I say it wrong, but I think his name is Milupra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope I say okay. it right. Um, but if this saint who did black magic and killed people in his life, yeah, yeah, if he turned over and he got it, everybody can get it. And I think that's what it is about right now, because you know. That's um, a good point. Yeah. And, 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 and that is also this maybe childish hope of some of the light workers um, yeah. we have. Maybe well, you know, childish. what's weird is like, I just thought, you know, there's that whole distinction about we're human and, you know, as a soul, if we didn't have our bodies, if we were existing as spirit, or we wouldn't have an ego. Like, you know, the only thing that has an ego is our, is the humanity or the human experience. So, mm -hmm. you know, society is very caught in their head, which I call your ego, your left brain, your you're in your head, you know, you're not in your heart, you're defending, you're making things wrong, which is to me what the ego does. So another, uh, what just came to my mind is, you know, the dark is so in their ego and they're trying to keep every, all the, you know, the, the collective consciousness in their head, in their ego, divided, fighting, arguing, defending, because when you're defending and you're arguing, you know, you're not in your heart, right? You're in your, you're in your ego. 
And it's funny, like even the darkest being is caught in his head as well. He, you know, he's, he can't see anything but being as dark as possible. But like you said, that one saint had the realization. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, it's like even, it's like at some point, you, you know, you, you might have a, a one ounce of compassion that, you know, that shifts from, that shifts you or changes you. Not, yeah. I'm just saying it's possible, which, so there's, a, what I'm trying to say is there is hope, you know, to, to neutralize and extinguish the dark. So uh we'll see we'll see we'll see and it's a personal choice of everybody who is involved there it's a personal choice and um yeah. but you know for sure is if, if that is one thing they don't understand <laughs> if we don't switch that around they go down with it yeah that is true and But that is, is it... a stupid thing on it and this is yeah. what i personally don't understand because um I thought they would be more intelligent, that they have to at least have some balance. So if you claim all the power for yourself, if the dark is always uh, claim all the power for themselves, there is no balance there. Mm. Um, if they want to control everything naturally by law, everything has to go to zero. And yeah, well, also know, the more the more dark you are, the more light has to come in a sense because there has to be some sort of balance, right? So and it it might get destroyed, and you know, it's it's, it's a beautiful, um, 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 beautiful movie and book. Uh, one of my favorite uh, books I loved so much when I was a kid, and I just saw the movie two days ago. Um, I don't know how to say in English. It's in German. Die unendliche Geschichte, the immortal story. I think you okay, say. Okay. Um, it's a children's book and a children's story. But okay. actually, at the end, the planet is destroyed, right? Oh okay. And then, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's a beautiful, divine uh, soul. And uh, she is like a, a real a light. And uh, at the end, she is holding a sand corn in his hand and she's saying, okay, now let's create new and better. And that is the Kali Yuga, you know, we are in at the end. It says it comes into that state where everything comes one together again, and then it, it crashes. <laughs> uh, and then, wow. you know, everybody understands at the end what karma is. Mm. Um, a yogi once told me many years ago, and that was a very interesting experience. He read all the uh, scriptures and he told me, Varati, there's a time where we still can incarnate and there's a time where we will be not incarnating, but all the people who choose by will, and maybe that answers some of your questions. Mm. Who choose now by will on which side they stand, they have to incarnate. And he read me the scriptures, which is written 3,000 years ago. How those guys 3,000 years know huh? wow. from before. How is exactly. that possible? Mm. So he read that to me at a Hanuman temple on top of the mountain. He read that to me. And he told me, you know, those people, they will get born sick. They have tumors. They will be gray already as a kid. They will turn maximum 20 years. They will have an ego. They know it all better. They all feel they are God. But the poison of the toxins of the mind, of the heart, of the ego, and also of the world will be so hard. They will be suffering so huge. And they have to incarnate in those cycles. And then those souls understand shit karma is real so maybe that answers some of your questions yeah. that's why i'm talking always about this time frame where mm. the souls can decide of what they want to do or not wow. and so, those powerful. souls 
you know, souls like me will be not coming in that time. And mm. I will not feel sorry for those souls who will be incarnated. No, I, I, I certainly time. won't. I'm done. I mean, I'm personally right? done. Yeah. So now but, is the time. Mm. Yeah, now is the time frame. And if they don't get it right, mm. they can have their manipulation way and they can choose the suffering and everything. And that is why, you know, many of the light workers still have so much compassion and love because they know they also only got tricked in. Yeah. <laughs> they also only got tricked in. Yeah. Right? They got duped into coming here because it looked like, oh, I'm going to make change. And then you get here, you go, oh, shit, I bit off way too much than I can chew. And but what you said is really powerful because you're, you're saying, listen, everyone, it, we're not talking about being a saint overnight. We're talking about one tomorrow, you know, help someone across the street. Stop talking badly about Trump or Biden. Uh, it's those little things that will shift huge, right? Just something like that could help. Also, choose the right things to do. You know in your heart what is right and what's not right. That's a big thing. It's basically, you know, there's a universal law from what my, my education in spirituality is that do not harm another being. Like, and do not steal, no theft. So literally do not harm another being. If everyone on the planet lived by this one rule, and that means emotionally, physically, financially, do not harm another being, there'd be no need for locking your door. There'd be no need for an yeah. army. There'd be no, cause that would, that would basically render lying impossible. Right. Yeah. And so, there's, there's a beautiful thing, you know, it's so beautiful you're saying that because there is a, a place in India. I went there many times and that's the place of um, uh, Swami Ramalinga Valala who um, actually emerged in his rainbow body and the light body, one of the highest spiritual experiences you can have. Uh, in this human body. And um, so he actually didn't die. He transformed his body into light. Wow. <laughs> yes. And in this place in Valala, they still at the time don't close their doors. They don't lock the doors. Because they know they're protected still by this light. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, the, the sad part is the darkness has us in fear. They, they are keeping everyone in utter fear in, in every way. Even, you know, yeah. what am I going to get? Am I going to fail out of school? That's fear. Am I, you know, uh, am I going to have enough money to pay the electric bill? That's fear. I mean, right. I mean, so, yeah. And I always say, look, if we, if we choose to come into a world of duality with contrast, okay. I just like the darkness has just gone way too far. I mean, you can have all your riches, but you've just, you know, there's a, there's a, in England, they say you're taking the piss and they are taking the piss. Absolutely. You know, so, wow. That was awesome. You know, so, and like, man, we're going to have to have another one of these. So um, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I mean, we could keep talking, but I think that was maybe a good place to end. Um, I'm curious about your darkness retreats and your meditation um, but maybe we'll do another show on meditation and your darkness retreats and stuff like that. But why don't you tell people where they can reach you and where they can see you on YouTube and stuff like that. Right. So actually they can reach me on my webpage, www.spiritbalance.com and also darkness retreat. Um, but, um, 
there's a lot of change of what I'm doing. I'm thinking to start some Zooms soon with groups working on the shadows, working on our issues we are facing in this time because everybody who knows a little bit what's going on, they're going through things. Yeah. And um, so if you want to know what I'm doing, what I'm up to, because a lot of changing for me too right now, and I'm also going with the moment. Sometimes I also don't know what I, I do see, next week. So I also feel a lot of guidance right now and also some stop signs. And I don't know, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, they can sign up to my newsletter. So okay. is that through um, spirit? Is it spiritbalance.com? Yeah. Yeah. Double, yeah. Spiritbalance.com. There's a contact formula. So sign up to that and you get messages what I'm up to. And mm. I also made a very interesting course. Um, there's a free course series and this is a third eye coachings. I will send it to you. So maybe you can link it. Okay. And there I'm actually teaching. There's a seven um, free video or three, I don't know, three videos for free. Yes. I think of five, <laughs> I'm always forgetting things in this matrix where I'm teaching about <laughs> the third eye and, uh, and, and a course. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, that was, yeah, that's, it's yeah. free. It's cool. How to open up your pineal gland, your third yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. So what about your, is your YouTube channel Holo Vibes? Yes. I made a little break on it because I had really intense own in our processes. And um, as I said, um, there are some, some things I'm not sure on, but yeah, yeah that's why I made a little stop. Um, but I will come back on that. Um, mm. so but there are some is, great shows on there with you and Danilo and yes, uh, yes. some really just amazing humans, you know, who are yes. really just pure light and um, yes. uh, just amazing. So with the cool thing about, you know, the stuff that you speak and that Danilo and that, you know, you guys are very, very from the heart, but you're also saying, hey, we're here. We have to make a living, you know. Yep. So it's a, it's a good balance of, of self-realization, but not being a doormat in this matrix. Yeah, we have to also see what we do. And Danilo also has interesting projects. I think he will talk about that soon in uh, the next live stream, I think. Um, and in his videos, he's creating an interesting app, um, you know. That's cool. In a way, yeah, in a way he's of great. to help humanity. He's, he's a very- You guys are really good together, by the way. So yeah. right, well, I'll put everything in the description. And yes. then you can put this on Holo Vibes too, if, if you want as well. I'll, I'll send That's you the, nice. the video. And uh, it was really a pleasure. I always feel really comfortable with you. I think it's your, you know, your, you are from the heart, but you do have that, you know, kick-ass um, aspect to you, which is really cool. So uh, this was totally uh, unscripted, not that podcasts are, but we really just decided to have a Zoom call. So <laughs> it was kind of cool where it went and we'll have to do another one. And thank you for your time. Thank you also. Yeah, you. you're welcome. So I'm going to, I don't know, let me figure out how to stop recording. All right, <laughs> I'm going to stop it. So everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you again. This is, this is uh, Bharati Glanert and she has a YouTube channel, Holo Vibes, and we'll yes. see you later. Bye-bye.